Hello, and welcome to the Don't Suffer Like Us podcast with Kimberly Fujitaki and Thea Pichelle. Today, we're going to be discussing the seasons of teaching. And I just realized that I forgot to put in the appropriate microphone. So you're going to hear me wrestling a little bit while we wait for Kimberly to join us. So like many things in any market, there are seasons. And today we're going to talk about the quarterly seasons that we experience as yoga teachers. Um, The difference between the attendance in spring, summer, fall, and winter. And we're going to discuss maturation, that the personal seasons that we may experience as our bodies begin to change and adjust, as well as our career seasons. Welcome, Kimberly. Hi, Thea. Hi. Oh, the yoga seasons. <laughs> well, today, is, it's a good day to do the yoga seasons because today is the winter solstice. So happy it's- winter solstice to uh, everybody. <laughs> Yeah, and it's the first time in 800 years that the star of Bethlehem, as they call it, will be showing tonight. Interesting. See? Lots of signs of light, hopefully, in the end of the tunnel. <laughs> right. But, you know, I mean, Oops. I, I, I lost mean, you. Second. No People problem. can still hear you. I just didn't have you hooked into the correct thing. Sorry about that, Kimberly. All right, I'm back. Um you know, when I started to realize the the direction of my business and how it was shifting and changing during different times of the year, it made it easier for me to understand kind of the rhythm. So I wasn't as freaked out um, when my business was slower at certain points in time or when I had a lot of business at other times. So I think that's something that if you're a new yoga teacher, it should be something that you're aware of at least. Mm-hmm. because there is no one around during the summer yeah and and during the winter time also there's yeah. a lot of people who are off doing lots of things as well you know like this is not gonna apply necessarily to the pandemic because mm-hmm. business is weird right now and really general. weird um, if you have any business which most of us don't um so, you know, this will be in considering like years ahead, potentially. And we could talk mm-hmm. about a little bit of the, you know, the personal seasons of yoga too, in terms of like your personal practice and how you feel like that may be really different right now in a pandemic as, all, as well. Mm-hmm. So for me, as a yoga teacher, I found that sun, um, Sundays, no, not Sundays. Well, even Sundays don't tend to be very good for me. Um, the summer tends to be really, really slow. And um, I find that September, October, November, prior to the holidays tends to be somewhat bumping. And then it falls off. And, uh, but I do see an uptick in my hypnotherapy clients at that time. So Mm. I think because there's a lot of stress surrounding the holidays, it it compels people to, to do sessions. Um, I think also people may be doing a, you know, like a restorative practice or we've done like, Mm -hmm. you know, yin workshops during November and December when people are feeling a lot of the stress of the holidays, but don't want to put in necessarily like the energy of a core power, you know, mm-hmm. kind of vinyasa practice. 
Yeah. Um, and so that also may be something to consider as you're, you know, putting together your schedule and what you want to offer is that people may need more of a, a gentler practice as well <clears throat> during certain times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just realized this is the first time uh, since I've been teaching that I'm not doing something holiday specific for, for my students or clients. Yeah. Because the world is upside down still, at least in in personal services. Yeah. And I think that, you know, we, we have to adjust like our own expectation of what we can offer. Um, And I think, even more so in a pandemic, I was just talking to a really good friend of mine and, you know, she's, she's stepping away from her yoga business mm-hmm. and it's hard for her, you know, and it's hard for a lot of us who've had to step away from our business in a different way than we normally may have before. Um, or things have changed so much that it's like almost irrecognizable. Um <clears throat> But, you know, it's it's in the reflection and reviewing of, like, what's happening with you and your life and living through a pandemic and trying your best to, you know, manage all of these things when personal services and gathering and breathing <laughs> deeply with other people can be potentially exposing them to a deadly virus. So, you know, that's an important thing for us to address and acknowledge too, um, because this is not easy. No, it's not. It's a really hard time for for many people. The other day, um, as a moderator, someone had a comment removed and they contacted me. They said, you don't know what's going on in my life. And I said, that's true. I don't know what's going on in your life, but I know right now it's really hard for most yoga teachers and there's lots of suffering. So even though I don't know particularly what's going on in that person's life, I understand the struggle right now because right now we are in a season of uh, drought and um, our crops aren't able to come to maturation, so to speak, because of the fact that that here we are where um, we're hobbled a bit. Yep. Um, and we may be for, a, and we have been for an extended period of time mm-hmm. and maybe going on into the future too. So, yeah. you know, it, there's an, uh, an opportunity for us to like observe and see what has been working, what doesn't work. And, you know, and still we may have to throw all of that out and do something completely different because we don't know, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's really difficult, but <laughs> As Theo was saying, like, September, October is a good time for yoga in, in general. And for me, it's been like that. Like, most of my schools, since I work with kids, start in September or maybe, like, mid or late August. And so those classes will start to go as a kids yoga teacher. And then, you know, they'll start to slow down towards – Veterans Day or Thanksgiving and then mm-hmm. maybe come back for the first or second week of December and then go back on break for three or four weeks. So I have to plan that during those times, like the week of Thanksgiving, three weeks between, you know, New Year's and Christmas or Hanukkah time, you know, winter, that mm-hmm. those are potentially places when I am not going to be seeing revenue um, for my yoga teaching as a yoga teacher. Um, Also for me, it would be uh, spring break, some 
some of the schools have a, a, a break in February too. Um, and so just keeping that time uh, as a kids yoga teacher, I have to keep those things in mind. And if you're teaching parents, you can also keep those things in mind because those parents may not be able to come to classes because they're taking care of their kids. Mm -hmm. um, so I keep those things in mind because that makes it so that <clears throat> I save more money when my business is thriving and doing well so that I can get through those skinny areas mm -hmm. where it's not and it's that have no classes, I'm not teaching, and I either have to figure out what I'm going to do <clears throat> to gain that money or save the money and make enough money during the time that I am busy to support me through those times where I don't necessarily have classes or there may be less students coming to those classes. <clears throat> and, like, I usually will take a, a vacation during part of the holidays, either Thanksgiving or between Christmas and uh New Year's. <clears throat> and this is also from coming from a film background, like, and my husband's still in the film industry, like, those are our dead times. And yeah. so it's a way to be able to continue to provide service for my clients, my students, without um, giving up free time for myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so when you're looking at your schedule and your teaching, you know, keep that in mind. When you're seeing major holidays, potentially those are days when you you may see an increase in mm -hmm. your class if you're the only class on the schedule, like if you're yeah. teaching in a studio, um, or your class will be completely canceled too. So making sure that when you're starting out, you're looking at those kind of time frames, um, <clears throat> it's going to help you to financially plan and to plan for your classes and your experience for your students during those times. Mm -hmm. And then with personal practice seasons, for me, I don't really like doing restorative yoga during summer mm -hmm. or <clears throat> too much yin during summer because there's a lot of folding forward. And because I am amply supplied in the bosom area, like I'm just huffing my cleavage. And when it's really hot, that's not fun for me. <laughs> you know, when it's cold, it's not a problem. But when it's hot, it's just like, ugh, I feel gross. Um, so I'll do more of a yin practice more of a restorative practice during the winter mm. and the spring and then during the summer i'm already hot and sweaty like my personal practice is going to be hot and sweaty yeah and a lot of people you know it goes with the kind of rhythm of their of their lives like when mm -hmm. they want to expel more energy like new year's time tendency for fitness you know related kind of practices mm -hmm. there are going to be a lot of people who are you know trying to <clears throat> come back to their practice from vacations and things like that. And so it may be a more likelihood that people after the new year will like to have a more vigorous practice, potentially. You never know. Everybody's different. But there may be that offering um, for people to set intentions or be able to, you know, create some space in their body that <clears throat> they may be wanting for themselves. What are your personal practice seasons, Kimberly? Um, I'm usually pretty like, you know, I don't really practice like restorative yoga unless I practice at night. So I'll practice restorative yoga during um, during the summertime, too, because for the daytime, you know, if I'm running around with the kids, I want to be able to 
relax, you know, and do something more restrictive. <laughs> so my practice itself, you know, I feel like it it shifts and it changes in a way that it has to do with like certain periods of time in in my life. You know, <clears throat> like if I'm dealing with a lot of hard things, then you know, personally, I may be actually doing a harder practice just to get it out of my head. So I'm not mm-hmm. sitting there thinking about all the things that are bothering me, you know, yeah. I, I tend to do that um, quite often. Uh, you know, if I'm coming off of an injury, or, you know, right now, I still, <clears throat> my ankle's still healing. So I'm not doing a vigorous practice or anything like that. So, you know, it, I feel like mine kind of shifts each year. Like it's a little mm-hmm. bit different each year. Like this year is like, I, I don't know from day to day. I just, I'm trying to survive this. So yeah. <laughs> practice is what it is. If it even is, you know, like yeah. it's hard, it's really hard for me. Um, but I try to just find some, appreciation and gratitude and whether I'm doing asana or just like trying to you know live some of the other eight limbs like that's what I have to do in order to go through this right now Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and there's also like just seasons like in the aspect as we get older like our needs might be different and you know um when I started yoga, I started with Bikram and then I went to power yoga and I went to core strength vinyasa. And so I like a, a strong practice. Now I'm more, I do a lot more um, like forest slash hybrid on uh, a shanga for uh-huh. no better reason than I don't know what else to call it than hybrid. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like a lot of flow, um, but there's certain teachers, like I really enjoy Finlay Wilson. He's a Scottish yoga teacher. Um, he has online classes. Um, I enjoy his practice because even though in the past I was, I would do these really fast practices, this is more, uh, engaged and slow. So it requires more strength. Um, and he, his is like a hybrid forest yoga, you know? Um, and so, you know, I think that my patience has increased since I've gotten older, since I'm in the third, third, uh, what do you call it? Third season of my life, right? Because I'm middle aged, (laughs) you know, so like I can, I can slow down now. And it wasn't until like eight years of my practice before I could actually even do um, yin or restorative yoga. Like it took me that long to be able to sit still. So there's even like mental block seasons or uh, capability seasons. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that, you know, a lot of people, I see this quite often, like, are discussing, like, well, I can't do 90 minutes of practice anymore. Like, my kids are around. I am home all the time. Like, I just don't have that ability mm-hmm. to do that. And it's like, that doesn't mean you're not doing yoga. You know, you may be doing a five-minute practice. You may be just checking in with your breath or feeling your feet on the ground. Like, we we have a preconceived notion or many people do as to what their practice has to be. And then all of a sudden something happens and that gets taken away from you. Yeah. And then what, you know, then what do you do? Well, you either reinvent what it is that you would like to do and still remember that the essence of yoga is not just, you know, a hard physical practice. 
but that's hard for some people, you know, it's hard to be able to shift and change when you're so used to something, you know, now that we're <laughs> in a pandemic and we've been in this for a long time, there may be less resistance to that, but it still comes up. It's still like, uh, you know, I still crave that like normalcy of just like being able to go in my car and, and, and drive to a studio and just like have a practice, but yeah. it's not available. It's not happening and I'm not going to do that and I'm not going to, you know, <clears throat> expose other people or, you know, it's just, it's, it's not in the cards for me right now. And that doesn't mean it's never going to happen, but, you know, we have to make adjustments and that's kind of what the season's idea is, is that there's going to mm -hmm. be this ebbs and flows of how you practice and what happens to you. Uh, in your practice because hopefully we'll be practicing our whole lives yeah and there's transitions between things and that's part of the whole metaphor as well and there's even uh, seasons within your career you know um, and I think that's that's a career season I think is a you know it's like an abstract idea but it's definitely mm -hmm. like for me, it's been useful because if I reflect back, especially during this time period, I use some to have like reflection of, you know, my experiences before and what they are now, you know, in the very beginning of my teaching was like a whirlwind, you know, mm -hmm. like chaotic, let's just teach everywhere, anywhere, do, 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 you know, and then right. now, it's nothing like that. Like, I don't, I don't even have, you know, like a regular class schedule. So when we look at our career and how, you know, it's like a roller coaster, it's going, it's going really, really well. And then sometimes it's not, and you drop this, you know, I've had so many opportunities where I thought, Oh my God, this is going to be great. And then it ends up not being great. And I have to look, move on and move off of it, you know, and I don't have those classes anymore. And it's back and forth, back and forth sometimes. And, um, you know, that is, I think that that's part of being a yoga teacher. <clears throat> it's a hard part. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think that, like, there's also, you know, just in the, the context of seasons, there's spring and that would be when you're starting off and you're running around just like a chicken with your head cut off. Mm -hmm. And then there's the, the summer, right. Where, uh, you're, you've gotten kind of in the flow and it's a little bit easy, easier, easier. And then there's the fall where, you know, you're figuring out the transitions and changes that you need to make. And then there's the winter, right. And that could be the maturation level, of, you know, is it time to let go of things or is it time to move on? And so I think that there's like, you know, that to me is how the four seasons in uh, career uh, are. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. you agree. Yeah, I think that that makes a lot of sense. And, and I know like right now, a lot of yoga teachers are in the, the winter, so to speak, finding mm -hmm. what no longer is working mm -hmm. and what they need to transition in order to, uh, be able to celebrate in the spring yeah, whether that's stopping for now yeah. you know yeah. like there are plenty of us who are just stopping for now and yeah. you know I, you don't have to like go around and tell everybody or do, if you want to that's fine but yeah you know you can also give yourself the space to be like 
this isn't working right now. Doesn't mm-hmm. mean it's never gonna work. It doesn't mean that it can't come back or that that one move back towards it at a certain point in time or ever, you know? Mm-hmm. But like giving yourself permission in in your career to like reevaluate without thinking that everything you're doing is not worth it anymore or you're a failure because it's not working out, you know, which mm-hmm. I think I sometimes especially in the beginning of the pandemic like that was like a really big fear of mine is like I worked so hard to get to this point and now Mm -hmm. nothing like that is very very difficult for me to process and to acknowledge and to be like okay with you know but Mm -hmm. I don't have control over it I don't (laughs) so (laughs) so I have to adjust you know that's my expectation of of my business and of my process and being a yoga teacher and you know that's that's the idea of um this kind of seasons you know like some seasons are good some seasons are not so good we're gonna go back and forth back and forth on this and it's a ride yeah well even winter when everything appears to be dead Right. Like if we're if we're going on the analogy of actual seasons where mm-hmm. even whether it's Siberia or, you know, Maine or somewhere where or Alaska or wherever, where the, the ground gets frozen cold and frozen, there's still life going on underneath that. It just looks desolate. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we need just to take a rest so that we can allow those things that will emerge to rise from a place of balance instead of chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know like I was teaching online classes for a while and then it got kind of hard, you know what I mean? It just, it just felt heavy and like, it wasn't it being on cameras, a lot of effort for me and, uh, having a film experience background, I have to set everything up. So the lighting as well, you know, there's yeah. just so many things and then that I have to do. And then. I had uh, some students were saying they want one type of class and other students said they want another type of class. And so there was like this conflict and I was like, is this exchange, is this an energetic exchange working for me right now? Uh You know? And I mean, I adore my students and I enjoy teaching, but it was just at that point that the pandemic is hard on all of us. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to take time. And Kimberly's heard me talk about this uh, workshop that I'm going to do in um, January, but I've been talking about it for the last two months, but I kept feeling resistance and I'm like, okay, I'm feeling resistance right now. I don't want to do it in December. Like I'll do it in January. I announced it, you know, um, but right now I'm still in that place where I need to give myself a bit of space so that I can do that personal growth that I need to. Yeah. And so if you're, you know, processing a lot, it's okay, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, yeah. and most of us are. And we just, we have to try to do the best that we can, you know, and yeah. everybody's best is different. <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, just reflecting and the self-study and the opportunities that we have to just observe our seasons Mm -hmm. and our seasons of our practice and reflect on our careers and reflect on, you know, our business cycles and things like that. Like 
these are going to be helpful tools regardless of you know what's happening right now in the pandemic but like mm-hmm. in the future too like we can plan for things you know as they start to roll out and you know people are planning differently obviously because mm-hmm. it's hard to plan for anything right now and so yeah just observe that you know it's not always going to be horrible it's not always going to be great like (laughs) yeah both you know it's both it's always going to be experiencing transitions (laughs) whether it's going to be always (laughs) yeah it's always going to be always um but transitions are the constant here because there's there's active change and there's passive change and right now we're in the midst of well at least in california we're in the midst of passive change because we're not actively doing anything um, in the realm of, well, a large part of the state isn't doing anything in the realm of like physical fitness classes and whatnot, right? Um, And choosing not to do that is an active change choice, but a lot of what's going on in the pandemic is not a result of any work or anything that anyone has done. Um, You know, I mean, there's some, there's some failings at the governmental level regarding this whole thing. But what I mean is as the citizen, um, as a person that teaches movement, um, there's very little you can do um, regarding the shift and change other than be responsible um, about your health and the health of your students. So we just gotta be patient and wait for this season to change. Right. This season is freaking long. (laughs) It is, it is. I don't know. When was the last time I saw you? Can really like nine months ago? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's it's so str- so strange, you know. I mean, yeah, we see each other on Zoom, but in person. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> like a half hour ago <laughs> on right. Zoom, but exactly. uh, nine months ago in person, I think. In person, or maybe yeah. longer. Yeah. And it just seems like a blur of I don't know, you know, and I. Yeah. I hope that everybody is staying safe and doing the best they can and, you know, realizing that transition is going to happen and things are going to change. And right now Mm -hmm. it may not feel like that and it may feel really hard and very challenging, but, you know, it's going to be different. Yep. And so I was thinking next week, Kimberly, you know, this is on my mind, uh, that we discuss entitlement. All right. Yep. We know a lot about that. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to discuss entitlement in uh, the other people's entitlement to us. (laughs) (laughs) We've suffered a bit on that. Um, And it's kind of one of the problems of being people who have a tendency towards generosity. And wanting to share. Sometimes people push beyond that and ask, have these huge asks. Exactly. And, and, you know, as yoga teachers, like the, the and I have always talked about how important the exchange of energy is. Mm -hmm. And we base our decisions, how we run our business, how we, you know, go through our lives on that energetic exchange, because otherwise, you know, the and I have both worked in other industries where, our energetic exchange is completely depleted and we've just run ourselves ragged 
in yeah. both yoga and other professions. So <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's definitely not me. Is a little, you know, being a chef, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that Thea and I will also talk about how, you know, we've had multiple careers and mm-hmm. we have multiple skill sets. And so that can also be something and is something that helps to sustain us. Um, yeah through yoga teaching, you know? Yeah. Totally. All right. So thank All right. you guys so much for joining us to talk about the yoga seasons. And we hope you have a safe holiday if you're celebrating. And yeah. um, just take care of yourself. And, and, even, and even if you're not celebrating, a safe winter time. <laughs> yeah, it's a safe winter solstice and a safe yeah. Safe time in general because the pandemic yeah. is, is raging more than at any other time in the pandemic so far. So yeah. be safe and wear your mask. And thank you for listening. And wash your hands, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we'll, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much. You can follow us at Don't Suffer Like Us on Facebook and Instagram and you can check us out at suffer We will be back here on Monday for our last episode of the holiday season <laughs> of 2020. Of 2020, right? Yeah, yeah, we will. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. So thank, thank you. you. Bye.